Okay, um, we have a very special guest for the next couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. My uh, my sixth grade son uh-huh. would like to be on our podcast. Okay. So Hi. go ahead, kid. The mic's live. What do you want to say? Hello. Yeah? Get a, get a little closer in there. Hey. Hey. Oh. Get out of here, kid. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> I tricked him. I surprised him. Can I, can I put peanut butter on bread and toast it? Yeah. I can't. I'm in the middle of the podcast. Nope, shut the door. Bye. I love you. Bye. Okay. So she was like, can I have a snack? No. Oh, I love trash pizza. Oh, I love the just the worst, nastiest pizzas. Oh. Someone draw Ray as a raccoon eating shitty pizza. Mm, just dumpster pizza. <laughs> just little little Caesar's pretzel crust pizza. Mm. Mm, Delicious. The, the forbidden pizza. But this isn't about pizza. This is about taking a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. Yeah, hosted by us, two queer women. Speaking with authority about games and about shitty yes. pizza. And also we swear, obviously. Yep. And you can so go right ahead and die mad about die it. Die mad about it. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Monica, a lover of uh Little Caesar's pretzel crust pizza. That's good. Get it out. Yep. The first step to healing is to admit the damage. <laughs> That's who are you? Uh, I'm Ray. Um, I'll eat just about anything that's got a tomato sauce and white cheese on it. <laughs> so, is that is that pizza? Who can say? <laughs> this has been pizza experience. Pizza experience. That's our new Starring. show. That should be our bonus content. <laughs> bonus pizza experience. Yes. Yep. What are we actually talking about? Oh, today is one of our How Do You episodes. It's on the outline. It's How Do You dot dot dot, dot, dot. the uh, series. It could be pronounced How Do You? How Do You? <laughs> so how do you uh, surprise how your do players? You... How do you surprise your players? Yep. Yeah, um, I recommend hiding behind something and then leaping out. And shouting surprise. And shouting surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It fails. Full All right, that was great. Um, right. so everybody, get out. <laughs> no, we're talking about like secrets and twists, and you know, surprising your players, pulling something out that makes them go, "What? Oh my god!" Yeah, and you know, this is. I'm led to believe that this is a tricky thing to do. It is a tricky we're thing gonna to talk do. about it, uh, and this is going to be uh, a re- uh, more like a one shot episode where this is a thing that Ray is definitely better at than I am. So we will, Aww. we will, uh, we'll, we'll defer to your expertise this time. I don't know if it's that I'm better at it so much as I love to try <laughs> to do it. So I get, I don't know. I got, I guess I got more practice cause I love looking for opportunities to spring a surprise on a player. Cause I, that's one of my favorite things in, in an audience is to like make them go oh what like i i love i love that stuff um well maybe you can help me remember the times i've pulled this off because i was struggling to do so while writing the outline i actually i was struggling to think of of one from one of your games too and i couldn't 
I, I, you know, your your a lot of your excitement doesn't come from surprise or twist, and that's okay too. Like we should probably touch on that as well. Like it's okay if you just don't want to try to surprise people if you aren't comfortable doing it. If you feel like you can't pull it off, you don't have to. A game yeah. doesn't have to have a surprise twist ending, or you know, he was the traitor the whole time. You don't. Your game doesn't need to have those things. But if you're interested it, in it, let's you know. Yeah, we will get into the things I like to do under the under the rest of the topic. So, yes, <laughs> uh, let's talk about this fine art. How how do you surprise your players? Okay, so first thing, very important: the best secret is something your players have the potential to guess. And this can be a tricky line to walk because you probably like your first instinct is probably to be like, "Well, I don't want it to be so obvious that they all." guess and it wasn't really that much of a surprise but you don't want it to be so secretive that it comes out of left field and blindsides them because instead of them being delighted like oh wow that's so cool they they might end up more frustrated than anything um you you do not want to pull an edgar Allan poe murders at the room morgue on them um if you don't know what i'm talking about yeah, <laughs> the short I story mean, is probably for free online. I mean, it's Edgar Allan Poe. It, it's it's a lot of people cite it as like the forerunner for like the modern like detective story, and it has a lot of the same tropes in it. Like you know, the detective at the end, like naming the culprit and then explaining all his deductions and blah blah. But what I hated about <laughs> Rue Morgue was. There was no fucking way the reader could have guessed who the culprit was because there's there's a murder and all of the clues are weird and random and every nobody can figure it out but the detective's like hmm ha hmm ha and at the very end he you know divulges who the murderer is and I will spoil it for you all because there's no I mean this is such a batshit crazy out of left field thing to do I guess skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to know how this. Yeah, spoilers for a story that's over a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was an orangutan that had escaped from the zoo. <laughs> oh, okay. I know about the story. Yes, there was, and there was. There's no possible way that you could under that you could have seen that coming. And for some people, that's not a big deal. For some people, it's like, oh, but it's still a good story. Uh, but for for me, for someone who loves foreshadowing and loves to try to figure out puzzles. That was just infuriating. <laughs> like, it felt like cheating. Um, so that's all a really long roundabout way of saying, make sure that you remember the best secret is something your players could actually guess. Something they had the potential to guess. Yeah, that's, that's very good advice. Um, I usually don't, like we said, I usually don't try to surprise people, though I will occasionally conceal like an NPC's identity um, and then seed clues to who this person might be. Um, and like uh, the intention is usually that someone will figure it out, though mm -hmm. not. I generally prefer to be obvious enough that someone else not involved in the scene knows who it is. And so I have one player who's like biting on their hand because they know who this other player character is talking to. That's good shit. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's fucking but, that's classic dramatic irony. <laughs> but the player involved in the scene doesn't. 
Yeah, that no, that's good stuff. If I can pull it off, it's it's good. I can't always pull it off. Um, but if I'm going to set something like that, I always try to set up something that I'm going to pay off. Um, Chekhov's gunning all over the place. Um, yes. Or if I forget, I'll magicians force it back in later. Um, and that, like, sometimes I'll set things up that people will decide as a setup later. Or, like, I'll just throw away a thing and people are like, oh, you meant to surprise me with that. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Yep, you nailed uh, it. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> that way, everything seems um, planned from the get- from the beginning. Spoilers: mm-hmm. It was not. Uh, um, I'm I'm also the first to admit that I am miserable at not being ham fisted. Uh, so uh, sometimes I'll start to establish a mystery, and my players will figure it out like right away. Uh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> listen, listen. Action and melodrama is where I got it. <laughs> well, I mean. Like I said, the best secret is when they have the potential to guess. Um, I'd rather I'd rather figure out something that was set up as a secret and then wait in anticipation for it to like, ta-da! You'd be like, yay, I guessed it! Than to just be like completely blindsided by something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how do you keep anything a secret? <sighs> <sighs> okay, so um there's uh, there's acting which for some people it's just a matter of like can you keep a poker face um the thing about being a gm is (laughs) the thing about being a gm is in tense situations your players will probably be over interpreting your every expression anyway so i stopped putting pressure on myself to have like the perfect blank expression because i knew if i like lingered too long on a joke or smiled at something or whatever they'd be like what oh what's oh he's really the traitor and i'd be like i was just you know i just was smiling i don't know (laughs) so i stopped putting pressure on myself to like try to act my way through you know manipulating them basically because <laughs> i realized it wasn't it was a lot of wasted effort and once i stopped feeling that pressure it actually was a lot easier to keep my face carefully blank um <laughs> oh okay see i'm i'm physically incapable of this which is not really to say that i have a bad poker face but more that like if i'm playing a game like a war game or whatever i can keep a poker face about my like having a good hand or whatever um, if I'm running a game, it's a different kind of energy. So I'm like, <laughs> you don't know what's happening. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, 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 just you fell for it. Yeah, I'm just the worst. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a little bit easier for me to maintain secrets and set things up online because no one can see me be giggly. Yes, uh, true. and I can, I can rethink what I'm going to say before I hit send. Um, I do a fair amount of thinking with my mouth while I'm running <laughs> in person. Um, yeah, right now I'm st- in my third breach game. I'm struggling to uh, conceal the true nature of an extremely powerful NPC. Um, and the best I've been able to do that, like, you know, Terra has way more going on that is perhaps not necessarily in the player character's favor than they are aware of mm-hmm. uh, online because I can kind of rethink everything she says and like it's it's a challenge to portray this character because she's definitely the the player's ally Mm -hmm. she's their friend she's not their enemy but she is extremely threatening and i have to have her be really subtly dangerous without her being threatening towards the player characters 
that's that's a hard line to walk, right? Right. (laughs) It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some some pretty big reveals uh, come next game. I'm going to want to hear about it. Uh, You sure will, because I love um, hearing about shit like that. that, That's in two weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, one of the fa- one of my favorite pictures of me from from several years ago was um, my old house group when I used to live with a whole bunch of people, um, and we would game like all the time because I was their live-in GM. Uh, they took this fantastic picture of me like in the middle of my coy GM smile. <laughs> 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 it was a, a perfect candid of me being like, <laughs> "I got you." <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the, uh, like some weird advice I have for getting a better feel for game poker face is to read the modules, like old ones, and new ones, whatever for the tomb of horrors, because it has all these sidebars about what the GM should say or, or what, you know, you should tell your players when they go to like inspect things. And the tomb of horrors is like an infamous, I mean, if, 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 if you don't know, what the Tomb of Horrors is. It's an it's an infamous Dungeons and Dragons dungeon that's full of just the most ridiculous, stupid traps. I mean, it's literally intended have... to kill all the player characters. Yes. You have the potential to notice, oh, this might be a trap if you pick up on all the clues. So the module is really carefully written. And I recommend reading through it and just paying attention to how it's like the advice it gives you on how to describe these things to your players so that they're not really sure where the trap is or if it is a trap or what it does. Like it's, I, I was, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> it's in uh, the newest one is in uh what is it? The portal, the yawning portal. I think it's just called the yawning portal. I think I just named it. Whatever. Is it the one with the sphere of annihilation in it? And, Yes. If you, yeah. it, if you put yourself in it, you just die. You just die. There's <laughs> just the stupidest fucking traps in there. There's there's one that like switches your alignment. There's one that, you know, teleports you one place and all your gear to another place so you pop out the other end naked. <laughs> like just really stupid traps. <laughs> but yeah, read it. It's powerful. Um so beyond the actual like, you know, the acting technique um there's two ways i tend to you know manipulate you know the players into their secrets basically um i will either withhold information from the players or i will withhold interpretations um i'm much more a fan of using the latter because then i'm not technically hiding anything i'm just letting the players come to their own conclusions whether they're correct or not, and just kind of let them run with that. Oh, can you give me some examples of what you mean? I can. <laughs> Here I go. So withholding information would be uh, the players have failed to notice clues that would give the surprise away or that would, you know, basically clue them into what's really going on. Uh, for example, the players were unable to uncover the fact that the victims in this murder case they're investigating were all killed at night and died of blood loss from bite wounds. So because they missed those clues, they're going to be surprised when they find out the murderer is a vampire. So that was withholding information. Um, withholding interpretation would be the players have, have the clues. They found all the information, 
but you don't give them any insight on context or how the clues all fit together and let them do that themselves. So that would be something like they realize the victims were all killed at night and died of blood loss from their bite wounds. And then they conclude, okay, this was a vampire, which means it'll be a surprise when actually it's a werewolf. They came to the wrong conclusion. Right, um, right. Those are the, those are the two main ways that I like to keep things a secret and surprise them. Um, especially, like I said, especially on the latter one, because all I'm doing is telling you what you see. Like I, as a GM, I feel like that's like your main goal is to just describe what they perceive and, and the, you know, the consequences for the shit that they do. Um, so if I just describe it to you and you go, oh, well, clearly this is the work of the fairy prince. It's like, all right, sure. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, if you want. Yeah, cool. Sounds yeah, great. Sure. Sounds good to me. And and they might look at me like, is that right? And I'll be like, Mm. <laughs> unless they unless they have a role investigation it's like all right yeah cool but if they never try to check with me it's like yeah all right that's what you think is going on sounds good okay yeah okay yeah yeah uh, defining it as such was like not a term i had really ever thought about yeah yeah so it was it's just cool to hear you hear like oh okay that's yes okay that makes perfect sense to me to to not define interpretation though I tend to yeah. be cagey about not defining interpretation so if someone is like is it a werewolf and I'm like I don't know, they're like yes you do stop stop it <laughs> usually <laughs> usually my players will call me on that and I'm the like I'm not going to tell you in, in a lot of games there is usually a skill tied to interpreting to that, yeah. information but a lot of players will fail to use it or they just don't have a high like who the fuck puts points in investigation in a dungeon the dragons game <laughs> so a lot of the times if they okay well it you know this and this and this and this and they'll just state oh it's probably a vampire right and nobody rolls anything they just go with it it's like, all right cool but if they ever came to me with like okay i want to roll an investigation check does this fit with what i know about this murderer over here and blah blah, blah. i'd be like oh yeah cool okay now the dice are involved i can give you answers you might have a seat. We we touched on this like really early on in the bonus experience experience. If a player is about to figure out your secret, let it, let it go. Like, don't be like, no. And suddenly drop all these roadblocks and blocks in front of them. Like you didn't roll high enough. You don't know that. Just let, let them figure it out, man. If you've got this great twist coming, but they roll really great or they ask just the right questions or if somehow they get a hunch that's absolutely correct. Don't be an asshole. Don't be like, no, now it's really something else instead because you ruined my plan. Just, an orangutan you, know, yeah, you, you just keep keep your mouth shut until the game reveals it. And then it can be like, yeah, you did it. You solved my orangutan puzzle. <laughs> it, no, it was an orangutan. Fuck no. you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being mad about orangutans, let's go to the mid-episode break. What? Yeah, I don't know. Now, BXP in the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Mistracted Mark Network. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I mean, I just copied this over from the previous episode, but hey, let's just do it again. Um, a okay. sh huge shout out to our artist and graphic designer, Nino Studios. Uh, she designed our logo, our banner, our t-shirt, uh, and does absolutely incredible work. So if you are a professional looking to hire a graphic designer, please, please hire her and tell her BXP sent you. And that's remember that's N E N O. Yes. Nino Studios. 
And no, it sounds like it's spelled with an I, but it is not. This is this is important. Yeah. <laughs> don't wanna, fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. And yeah. she's on Instagram and Facebook as Nino Studios. All you gotta do is look it up and you will find her and her portfolio. Hey. Hey. I think I started it exactly the same way last time too. Probably. Hey. Hey. If you were a hot dog. <laughs> Sorry. Ahem. Uh you should become a BXP patron. Why not? Yeah, you should. You should talk. Did you know money. we have a Patreon? I hope so, because we've been talking about it for like two months now. Um, even a dollar a month will get you access to our pre-production notes and our outline, um, mini episode of bonus content every month. Also, if you'd rather support BXP without committing to the monthly Patreon payments, you can still buy us coffee coffee.com slash bonus exp wait coffee.com slash bxp cast i'm not sure coffee.com slash bonus it's on our how to give us money page i'll edit in the right one (laughs) also you can buy our stuff including products made by our guests and you can check out our brand new merch page there's t-shirts there's mugs there's phone cases treat yourself to something cool support us while doing it bxpcast.com slash bxp swag how's that that's very good okay good thank you i did it anyway if you like bxp you'll love the misdirected mark show wednesday evening podcast all-stars brett tom kevin chris and andy get together to play games that get edited down into an audio drama for your ears join this crew of all-star players as they create stories from the games you love sounds awesome and that is the same Chris that's been on all the other ones who I'm maybe eventually going to do like a Monica and Chris or Snotty about things show with. So The Monochris. Yes. <laughs> Which we're not going to call it that. Um, nope, because that's terrible. But I, also, but I also said our tagline wouldn't be change it if you want to. So uh, <laughs> That's what it is about being. So. Does Chris know? Have we told him that you've started nope. a show with him? Uh, he does know that I've started a show with him and agreed to oh, it. Okay. Uh, okay but he good. doesn't know that we've given it a whack ass name. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a surprise for later. Yeah, I'm thinking Wink. maybe that's gonna. Yeah, ding. I'm thinking maybe that's gonna be some bonus content for both of our shows. To be honest, some bonus bonus experience, some experience. Bonus, bonus, bonus experience, misdirected something or other. A, um, a bonus misdirected experience, Mark. Yeah. Ugh, let's get out of here. Let's go. Smells like burnt popcorn. (laughs) Margaret! Have you ever pulled off a what a twist moment? And if you have, how'd you do it? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love doing this. So Uh it was hard for me to like pull anything brief. Um, My my favorite, I I had a whole... I had a whole game that was based on this, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ran a, an online game of Exalted where all of the characters w- began with amnesia um, and they didn't have their character sheets. Like I made the character sheets for them. And then as we played through the first session, I would oh. reveal things to them about like, oh, you you have this many dots in your attributes. And then, I remember okay, sitting you- in on this game. Yeah, it was it, it was a weird like kind of ambitious concept for baby GM Ray, but I think I pulled it off. Um, So they were trying to figure out 
who they were, where they are, what was going on. They're all solars. They don't even know what solars are. So they have to figure that out. Um, first off, the reason everyone had amnesia in the first place, uh, as they come to realize, was because of a weapon that literally none of them could remember, even if they'd just been looking at it a second ago. Um, except for the one guy in the party who was attuned to it and was too nervous to say anything to anybody. <laughs> so everyone else in the party was, I would mention that like, oh yeah, so-and-so has this sword. And then I would keep going on with the rest of the, with the game. And if they would ask me about, wait, okay, what about this sword he's got? I'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? What sword? And just completely drop it because that was a property of this weapon. Um, the other property is that when you hit people with it, it wouldn't do health damage. It would do memory damage. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened before the game started was effectively they'd been killed by this sword. So they had complete amnesia. Um, then they found out that the one of their staunch allies, this chosen of Serenities, who'd been helping them was actually the one who had orchestrated the whole thing where they lost their memory. Like he, he killed them with this sword and then planted it on one of them Mm -hmm. Um, purely because they had been complete assholes before they lost their memory, which was another thing that they had to discover about themselves through the game. So like every session there was this twist of like, Oh yeah. In your, in your technically past life, you did this terrible thing to this person and that's why they're hating you now. So, And what was great about that is because I didn't give them any prompts on how to actually play their characters. So one of them was like playing like this really sweet, like, like earnest, like, like folk hero type of Zenith Mm -hmm. who was, who was just a really good guy and really wanted to do right by everybody. But before he basically lost himself entirely, he was like, just, he was just a rake who was like, using people up and and like you know broke a bunch of hearts and really like you know fucked some people up so he had to deal with like oh my god i was a monster (laughs) and (laughs) and that was that was pretty rough on him um so the campaign was peppered with them like learning all these terrible things um and then learning about how their friend had actually a pretty solid motive for cutting their braids out Mm -hmm. their brains out with the forgotten blade um i still am pretty proud of this game (laughs) like i still think about it like man i pulled it off with that one (laughs) yeah wow yeah wow i don't know how to follow that uh um like i'm gonna say i'm not sure i've ever pulled this off but then again it's not that i don't haven't ever I've never done like a what a twist game where like that was the end of the game. Like what is ex- how exactly are we defining twist here or a surprise? Like and anything that makes you care anything that makes a player go, "Oh, wow." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, "Oh, that's I thought it would be this thing, but it was that thing." So I I hit up my friend Sean who has played in a lot of games who I who's the guy one of the people I used to live with. Um like we ran a ton of games and I was like, have I ever pulled off like a twist or a big surprise? And like, really the only thing he could think of was I ran a wild hunt first edition game for people um, that just started out as a pretty normal dragon blooded adventure about the wild hunt. Uh, and then uh, like partway through the first story arc, uh, they're like, zealous mortal buddy who had been with them the whole time fucking exalts as a solar (laughs) yeah okay yeah all uh, right it it tore the party apart um half of them went in one direction half of them went 
in another. Uh, and, and that was like the thing that set up the rest of the campaign. I like that. So like that wasn't That's a twist. At, that wasn't a twist at the end. That was like a big reveal in the middle that then changed the way the whole campaign went. But it was intentional. Yeah. Like it was a I'm going to throw this wrench in here. Uh, let's see what happens. That's good. But it yeah. wasn't like Especially a mystery. Like it wasn't in an some... exalted game for like, like for a wild hunt game that's ah no that's fucking good i like that <laughs> yeah but, i mean um so you know I've, I've talked about running through the breach and how much i like using canon characters and a lot of the times i'm using like really important powerful setting characters because they're the characters you play in the war game and so you know they're i want to use them they're my favorite characters from this other property uh and in the the game i was running previously uh um one of the PCs, as I mentioned before, is a is a construct like from the from the ancient forgotten time before. Who yeah, just like woke up one day. <laughs> uh, doesn't really remember what she was made to do, uh, and is just this random, impossibly valuable AI, more or less. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she basically made got a job <laughs> and made friends with like the rogue magic users and who are on one hand like legitimate people fighting for freedom of information and like knowledge of magic and whatnot and on the other hand are straight up terrorists <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah i mean it's, it's a setting that's kind of thought about its its enemies pretty well uh and like there's two sides of that coin some arcanists are like legitimate freedom fighters and whatever and some of them are straight up terrorists and the the woman who is sort of one of the chief terrorists uh i put in the background of this scene as like the supervisor of this job site because all of them all of the like active terrorist agents front as if they are you know repairmen and whatnot like magical yeah repairmen. yeah they're called the miners and steamfitters union and so she gets this job. The gal gets this job, which is short for Galatea, because of course it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> gal gets this job uh, working for the Eminus, MSNU. And then she meets a, a woman going by the name of Annabelle Kaufman, who I like describe looking exactly like the character. But most of my players don't play the war game, so they have no idea who she looks like, what she looks like. And so Henry mm -hmm. is sitting there like, oh, my God, Monica. And... <laughs> 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 and it took my player a, a gal's player a little bit to figure out what was going on but she did eventually get wise to it but so for for a couple sessions there i had like this particularly dangerous woman like just gradually making friends with one of my pcs <laughs> no big deal no big deal no big deal. And it's not certainly no big deal because Gal is like weirdly super good at making explosives. Oh, great. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. <laughs> uh, Gal got convinced into blowing up a train platform. Uh, and then the party was like, Gal, you have to ask us. Like, if, if your boss convinces you to do something weird in off hours you need to run it by us first because it might be a terrorism <laughs> it might be a terrorism <laughs> you also have to double check with your boss to make sure that it's not a terrorism you Listen, need to ask her 
Listen don't down. do a terrorism. Don't do a terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gal. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Bonus EXP. Remember, don't do a terrorism. terrorism. <laughs> Even if your boss tells you to. Even if your boss tells you to, that boss might be a terrorism. Yeah. Don't do it. Now we're on the FBI watch list. Yeah. <laughs> Hello to the FBI agent assigned to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Don't do, we, we're talking about not doing a terrorism. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, we are against terrorisms. Yeah. 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 So I, don't, I can't. Hey, um, FBI agent, if you really like this show, uh, hey, you know where you, you can find more. <laughs> I was going to be like, could you subscribe to our Patreon? You probably have a decent amount of money. Yeah, man. We'll tell you all about the terrorisms that we hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find the show and more of it at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah, you could also email us at bonusexpcast.com. That's not our email address. Nope, you, did, you made the same mistake I did last I did time. the same shit you did. You can email us at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's You right. can also tweet us, slide up in our DMs. We're at bonusexpcast. Yeah. Uh that's it. That's though. it. No, wait. You where where are you though? Oh, where's, yeah, where's where am Twitter? I? Um between my keyboard and chair. But my key my Twitter is uh at Zenith Sun. What about you? Okay. Mine is at Ray underscore Cole. Still got that underscore. Yep. That nineties kid, man. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> Love me some underscores. All right. All right. Everybody get out, especially okay. you, FBI agent. Yeah, go. Get out of here. Go. And remember subscribe to our Patreon. Jeez. To subscribe to our Patreon and change it if you want to. Yeah. Change it if you want to. Don't do a terrorism. Thank you. Don't do a terrorism. <laughs>